Good morning everybody. Well, this is Kathleen De La Hunt and it's week five of Raising Up, Rising Up as Sons of God. Well, we saw in the first week when we looked at 1 Corinthians 12 that Paul said about spiritual gifts, brothers, I don't want you to be ignorant. And then he went on in verse 4, 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4, and he said there's different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. There's different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There's different kinds of workings, but the same God works all of them in all men. So we see that the calling of God, which is Romans 12, is the character gifts that is within us, that's been knitted together in our mother's womb, that makes us fundamentally the person that we are. We can never change who we were created to be that is why it says that the gift and call of God the supreme deity is irrevocable you can never change who you were created to be but we can be anointed on that which causes us to start operating under the oil of, of softening and giving us the incredible anointing of heaven that we start manifesting the fruit of heaven and you can be empowered and so the other part of those gifts the gifts that come from the Holy Spirit we can only receive that when we become born again. And that is the gift that greases or empowers or anoints us to be everything that we were created to do. And then the office, which is the service gifts of Jesus, eventually God chooses those that have grown in maturity and who they are and what they've been anointed to do. And he then puts another mantle on them, which is called the office, which is described in Ephesians 4. And I will be talking about that later. But today I'm carrying on with the Holy Spirit. Last week I said that the Holy Spirit has three functions. He's with us, he's in us, and he's on us. And that we have to ask, we have to seek, and we have to find a knock and the door will be opened. And, and that God has called us to go deeper into more and more of the Spirit. We spoke about the fact that once you accept Jesus into your life, you receive the charis of the Holy Spirit, which is the grace that puts you into the living waters so that you are now starting to live a different type of life. You're no longer in the desert where the enemy lives, but you're placed into the river, Ezekiel 47 and Revelations 22, river of God, where the Holy Spirit is carrying you and he will carry you all your life if you stay in that river um, so that you live according to the kingdom of heaven and not according to the ways of this world. And it's our responsibility to go deeper and we are placed an ankle deep, but as we spend time with God and as we grow, we will go deeper and that is the river of God. And that's the charis. And then, then I went on to describe the chrisma, which is the anointing, which can be compared with what happened with the Aaron and with priests, where they smeared. It is the smearing anointing of the Holy Spirit. And that is receiving and accepting the Holy Spirit to come within you. And as you receive and accept the Holy Spirit to come within in you he starts transforming you by the renewing of your mind and so we see and whenever they use the word anoint and ordain in exodus it is speaking about the spirit coming in you and the spirit coming on you john the baptist said that jesus will baptize with the holy spirit and fire there is a multiple action that happens when we receive the holy spirit so in Exodus 28 verse 41, it says, After you have put the clothes on your brother Aaron and his sons, anoint and ordain them. Consecrate them so that they may serve me as priests. The word anoint means to rub on 
and to rub that anointing on them it means to consecrate it means to paint and to anoint so we see that the chrisma is when we ask for the holy spirit to fill us and what happens with the oil of the holy spirit it abides within us as it grows and gets stronger it starts transforming us it starts changing us it is the part of the holy spirit that makes us a priest that makes us able to worship God, to love God, to be saturated in the presence of God, to receive more and more and more of God. Now the charis or the grace is there for our salvation. And friends, salvation means to be made whole mentally in your body, your soul and your spirit. God wants to make us whole in our body, our soul and our spirit. It is the healing of the person when they're taken out of the dry place, put into the river and being made whole. So charis, the grace of God, is the fullness of the Holy Spirit for the full act of salvation, going deeper into the river, being filled with living waters within us. The oil, the unction of God, the chrisma of God, the oil that comes within you and abides within you is the authority of God. You see, we have to understand something. The enemy has power, but he has no authority. The more that we grow in the unction of the oil of the Holy Spirit within us, we are being transformed from being orphans, from being riddled with fear, from being riddled with rejection into the abundant grace of the Father's love. And suddenly we are accepted in our sonship because his spirit lives within us. And the more that we grow in the spirit, we grow into maturity and we grow into this incredible revelation of our sonship. And that's what gives you an authority. You see, my friends, when you know unshakably that you're a son of God, you can say this will happen and this won't happen. And you can release the authority that is within you. So the oil of the Holy Spirit within us, the chrisma, releases the authority of heaven within us and people recognize that you're a son of God because you behave like heaven. Now what we also have to understand is that wherever the, the chrisma is partaking and happening we are being transformed, we are being changed. It's all about our relationship. The chrisma of God is all about our personal relationship and that is why one of the gifts of the chrisma is the gift of being able to speak in tongues so that we can edify ourselves and grow and get stronger in God. How do you know when someone is growing in their chrisma? How do you know when they're growing in their anointing oil? How do you know when they're growing in that which is within them? Because the fruit of the Spirit becomes manifest through them. And my friends, I want to say this to you. There is no way that we can make ourselves have the fruit of the Spirit. So many people spend hours and hours and hours trying to practice the fruit of the Spirit and they continuously fail. You cannot operate in the fruit of the Spirit without the Spirit bearing fruit through you. We cannot practice it. We cannot have a religious experience and think it's mind over matter. No, my friends, it is going deeper into the unction, into the anointing oil of God. It's more of Him flooding you. And I said to you last week, it's like the balloon inside of you being filled as you just receive more, as you worship more. It is not your prayer life. It is your worship life. It's you, the priest, serving God. It's you, the priest, coming before the Father and admiring and loving and worshiping and giving him what is his due. That is what unction is all about. And the more you spend time with him, the more he floods you, he fills you, and he starts transforming you. And the evidence of the transformation is the fruit 
of the Spirit. So my friends, fruit of the Spirit is a manifestation of the oil of the Lord inside of you. And what is the fruit of the Spirit? Well, number one, it's love. You cannot love with the unconditional love of the Father unless you're filled with the unconditional love of the Father. It's joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. In His presence is fullness of joy. How do you know when somebody is full of the Holy Spirit? Their life is a life of joy. What oozes out of them is contentment and joy, friends. And if you're not contented and you're not full of joy, you have not received your full portion of the unction or the oil of God within you. And we never receive, we never become topped up. We never become full. You know, the very thing that it says in the last days, it says those that have got their oil lamps full of oil and extra are going to be able to enter into the banqueting table. My friends, it is vital that the oil of the Lord is filling you up daily and that there is enough to overflow and to be able to pour out of you. And if you do not know how to love unconditionally and if you do not are not filled with the joy of the Lord that you can find contentment and joy in everything circumstances don't give us joy friends we might be momentarily happy but happiness disappears it is the fullness of the unction of the spirit within you that releases a sense of contentment and joy no matter what the circumstances the moment there's an unction of oil within you, friends, heaven's atmosphere comes within you and you get flooded with peace. How do you know when you've got heaven's atmosphere within you? Your mind is quiet. How do you know when you do not have heaven's atmosphere within you? You have the atmosphere of this world, which is torment, it's false guilt, it's bombarding, it's overthinking, it's fear, it's anxiety, it's control, it's the dread of tomorrow, it's the regret of yesterday. And we've got to come into a place, friends, where we can let go of the ways of this world because we are so transformed by oil that heaven is within us. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is righteousness. Fruit, righteousness, moral thinking, moral revelation, moral understanding. It's, it's right standing with God. It's thinking according to heaven. The kingdom of heaven is righteousness. It's peace. It's shalom. Your mind is quiet. Your heart is still. You're not driven. There's a spacious place within you. It's peace and it's joy in the Holy Spirit. My friends, the kingdom of heaven is in the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is in you, you are filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. The kingdom of heaven is within you. It is the charisma. It is the oil within you. So the fruit of the Spirit is love, unconditional love of the Father. It's joy, joy and contentment. It's peace. It is patience. Friends, if you're not patient, spend more time in the presence of God. It's kindness. The overflow of heaven is kindness, friends. It's goodness. God is good and everything he does is good. He's not evil. He doesn't plan evil. He cannot plan evil because God is good. It is faith, friends. One of the fruits of the, of the Christmas is faith. If you, Jesus gives us each a measure of faith. I read to you last two weeks ago in Romans 12. But we've got to grow that faith, friends. And how do we grow that faith? The more time we spend in the presence of God, the more time we spend loving on God, the more time we spend worshiping, the more time we spend speaking in tongues, the more time that we spend in the Word. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. The more that you spend time in the Word of God, friends, the faith unshakable faith inside of you grows what is faith it means believing the things you cannot see as if they're going to end good what is fear believing the things you cannot see as if they're going to be bad so it all depends 
The unknown is unknown to us, friends. And you're either going to dread it or you're going to delight in it. Because if you have faith within you, you will delight in it. And faith is believing from heaven's perspective. It's believing what God says. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. I'm not going to argue it in my head. Ah, the circumstances say one thing, but my God says another. Therefore, I'm putting my absolute hope in what God says. And the more you spend time in the presence, friends, the more your heart just overflows with faith. The, spread, the presence of God, the oil of God, releases humility in us, friends. Why are we humble when we get more oil? Because we realize how small we are and how big He is. Because we are not impressed by our own efforts. Because God's not impressed by that. Because we realize we are and weak He is strong. And the weaker I feel and the weaker I am, the stronger He is. And everything that God expects from us, friends, everything that God expects from us is beyond our capability. And so if you're living in a life where you're fulfilling your capability, you're not living in your unction. You're living in your own strength. And the more that you get filled with the unction, the more you realize how small you are. And it's really easy to think of yourself humbly and to think of yourself in proportion to your measure of faith friends because you realize that actually you're nothing without God that actually you're not even impressive without God and that anything that you can do is really of no eternal value because you're just doing it in strength and anything that comes from your striving and your strength is hay and stubble it will not stand in the kingdom of eternity and so friends we just realize we're nothing we're absolutely nothing but for the Spirit of God living within us. And then the Holy Spirit unction, friends, gives you self-control. The Bible says in Titus 2 that the grace of God teaches us to say no. You see, self-control doesn't come from striving in your own effort, friends. That's why people keep failing. Self-control comes from a revelation that dad isn't happy with that. And because you're so in love with dad and because you are so overwhelmed by the presence of the Spirit, on you and in you, you just say, I don't want that either because I don't want what displeases my Father in heaven. And suddenly, friend, you have incredible self-control. So we see that the charisma, the oil of anointing, is to give us greater authority as sons of God. Heaven knows, the angels know, there goes the Son of God. The demons know, there goes the Son of God. When you speak with authority, things have to be arrested because you as the Son of God, full of the Spirit of God, have spoken. You don't have to shout. You don't have to raise your voice. You just declare because you're a son of God. And my friends, authority is like seeing a policeman in his, in his, in his um, clothes. When he stands up dressed as a policeman, all he has to do is speak. He has to stop the traffic. He just has to speak because with the authority that he carries, things have to happen. And in the same way, friends, when you are full with the oil of the Holy Spirit, when you know how to serve God, how to love God, how to be a priest, you are recognized as a son of God and you carry great authority. And God gives us authority and more increasing authority the more time we spend with Him. And He transforms us. He changes us. He deals with our insecurities. He deals with our hurts. He deals with our pain. He deals with our hatred, our bitterness, our anguish. He deals with every single thing that has kept us an orphan. And He floods us with His love and His acceptance. And the more we grow in His presence, the more we learn to love on Him, the more we grow in our unction and our oil within us, the more we grow in our priestly garments, friends, the more we walk in the authority of being a son. 
I cannot be shaken because I am rooted on the rock of Jesus Christ and because I know, because I know, because I know my God. And you know, it says in Matthew 7 that many will say, I've done these incredible things in your name. And he will say, but I never knew you. You see, my friends, operating in power is one thing. Knowing him is another. And we can be impressed by the system of this world. We can even be impressed by the gifts of people. But if we do not know him, the day will come that he will say, I don't know you, get away from me. And how do we get to know him? By growing in the oil of the unction of the Christmas. Growing, being transformed, going deeper. And I want to say this again, nothing about the unction has to do with prayer life. It has to do with worship. It has to do with getting to know him. It has to do with intimacy times before him. And I've seen something in my life, friends. The more that I get to know God, the more I spend time in intimacy, the less I have to ask for anything. Because when you live in the river of grace and you go deeper, you live in the fullness of favor. Choose life and good, which means choose Zoe, choose Zoe, choose the abundant of life and favor, or choose death and evil. And if you're in the wilderness, friends, you've chosen death. And if you're in the river, friends, you've chosen life. So concentrate on going deeper in the river. And you won't even have to bring a shopping list to God. Because suddenly you are living in the fullness and the abundance of favor. And he is carrying you and taking you where he wants to take you. It doesn't mean you won't have troubles, friends. In this world, we will have many troubles. It just means that we'll be able to cope with the troubles because we're not on our own. And we see it from heaven's perspective. So that is the, the second um, function of the Holy Spirit. And then it said in um, Exodus 28 verse 41, After you've put these clothes on your brother Aaron and his sons, anoint and ordain. Anoint means to rub the oil on them. Ordain means to put them into the office, to pour the oil over them so that they walk as sons. In other words, there is a release of, of the of the the power of God that comes over a person through the oil that's poured on them. It was symbolic of what the Holy Spirit was going to do. And remember, John said in Matthew 3 verse 11, He, Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now we see in John 20 that Jesus went to the disciples and he breathed his breath on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. And that was the moment of receiving the Christmas. But then he said to them, but wait until the Spirit comes on you. So we see with the smearing you receive it, but we see that there is a waiting, there is a seeking for the charisma of God. Now I want to talk about that today because that is the fire. That is the dunamis gifts. Dunamis means power. It means explosive power like dynamite. And that is the power of God that's described in 1 Corinthians 12 that comes on us. Now we see that there are nine gifts of the fruit of the Spirit from the unction. And then nine gifts of the power of the Spirit that comes from the fire of God coming on you. Five of those are vocal. So the greatest authority that God does is he puts power in your mouth, friends. And that is what we have to understand. You have to understand that when you wait for the Spirit to come 
on you. Suddenly your mouth is anointed. Now I said to you last week, be careful of how you speak because you will eat the fruit of your lips. If you speak death, if you're always sick, if you're always miserable, if you're always complaining, if it's always problems, 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 you are going to eat the fruit of your problems because you've released demons to, to be occupied and you've stopped the work of the angels. But if you speak according to heaven, friends, according to Philippians 4 verse 8, if you speak what's truth, what's lovely, what's noble, what's what's glorious, if you speak heaven's perspective, even into your situation that's negative, you are drawing heaven to earth, friends. And when you do that, you're coming into agreement with faith, friends, and you will eat the fruit of your words. And we have to be very cautious on how we speak. We cannot give the enemy the right to our tongue we have to allow the spirit of God to use our tongue and the Holy Spirit will never speak death he cannot speak death because the enemy brings death and destruction the enemy comes to steal to kill and to destroy sickness anything that brings disaster death and destruction in your life does not come from heaven and people have been blaming the God for what the enemy is doing and friends when you come into agreement with that negative talking you giving power you're giving your mouth, which has the greatest authority, God spoke. And when he spoke, he created. Every time you speak, friends, you are creating. You are creating life. When your tongue is anointed with the Holy Spirit, but you're creating death when your tongue is used by the power of the evil one. Now, five of the Holy Spirit dunamis gifts involve your tongue. And so it's really important that we understand how much power there is in our mouth, friends. The first one is prophecy. And prophecy literally just means hearing God about the future. Hearing God, speaking God about the future. Now, it's simple, it's uncomplicated, and it's easy. What I want you to know is we all know in part, and he's never ever going to tell you anything about anybody that is negative because he will never embarrass, embarrass those that he loves. And he's always going to give the word to give them a little glimpse about the future. And that's what prophecy is. Prophecy is aligning people with God's destiny for their life. So it's a little word from heaven. So you listen to the still small voice and you speak what God says and it will be in part and it will be small. And you don't have to get all religious and thus saith the Lord and all that garbage which is just your brain. It's just your mind. It's just being impressive. You just say, I feel God is saying this and you speak it. The next thing, the next one is a word of wisdom. Now, a word of wisdom is God speaking into your spirit and giving you the wisdom to know what to do right now. And so when you speak a word of wisdom, you're giving somebody heaven's thoughts on the best choice to make today so that tomorrow would be different. That's what wisdom is. And then the word of knowledge, which is the third gift of dunamis power on the mouth, on the tongue, is a word about the past. It is getting revelation about something about that person's life that you don't know intellectually, but the Spirit of God has revealed it to you, and you give them a tiny little glimpse about their past. Now, why does God use word of knowledge through people to reach other people? Because if I know a little bit of information about your past that no one could have told me, I will get your attention. And remember, he never ever tells us anything to bring any form of shame, guilt or harm to a person, but to empower, to break open and to break through. It's always about exhorting, encouraging and edifying the other person, even if it is a little negative memory. It's for the empowerment of that person. 
He's not a gossip. God is not a gossip. He's not going to give me gossip about you, friends. And any person that comes with a word that is like that is not drinking from the kingdom of heaven. They're drinking from a different kingdom. They're drinking from the kingdom of darkness. And so he gives us a word of knowledge. Now, sometimes the word of knowledge will manifest in your body and you will feel somebody else's pain. You can feel their physical pain. You can also feel the emotional pain where you suddenly feel depressed when you're with someone because God's giving you a word of knowledge that that person is suffering from depression. You might suddenly feel suicidal when you're with someone. And that's why it's so important that you understand the gifts of heaven and you don't implode and say, I'm feeling like it's what's wrong with me. You say, God, I'm picking up a suicidal feeling who's battling so that I can pray for them and help them. You might suddenly feel incredible anger when you're next to someone because you've picked up their angry heart. So sometimes God will manifest a word of knowledge in our feelings because the Spirit of God is in your belly. So he just prods your feelings to give you a feeling of what's already happening in that person. Word of knowledge, past tense. And you get a revelation so that you can help them break through. So it could manifest in your body that you feel their pain, that you actually get a pain in your back or a pain in your arm because you've just felt the pain that they are experiencing. Or you can pick up their emotion. And friends, it's really important that we learn how to discern this because it's incredibly exciting for me that when we say, God, here am I, use me, it's never about you anymore. It's about him. It's about going deeper with him. It's about other people. It's about living for him to help other people. So don't implode. Don't take it personally. Don't say what's wrong with me. Don't go there because it's not about you. And then um, the next thing is the gift of tongues. Now this tongue is when you are publicly prophesying in tongues, friends. And we have to understand that a public prophecy in tongues has to be interpreted. Your private prayer life never needs interpretation because that's between you and the, and, and the Father. But when you prophesy in tongues in a public place, you need to have the gift of interpretation as well. Now, what, what is the gift of interpretation? It, it literally means that you don't have head knowledge of the language you're speaking, so you've spoken a language from the Spirit and somebody else from the Spirit gets the meaning of the language, but they don't understand the language intellectually. If they're giving you a translation, that is not an interpretation. A translation comes out of the mind and interpretation comes out of the Spirit. Five gifts. Why do you think God puts so much emphasis on the mouth? Because our mouth is our creative power. And friends, you need to understand that you were made in the image of likeness of God and his mouth creates and you have creation in your mouth. And if you don't know it, you're still creating. Many of us are living today what we spoke yesterday. And if you want to live a different future tomorrow, start changing the way you speak. It's really important to know that. Then three of the dunamis gifts, the power gifts that come from the Holy Spirit are faith. So we see that the fruit of the Spirit is faith. It happens within you, but there is an anointing of faith that comes upon you. And that is that I want you to understand something about the, the gifts of the Spirit that come on us. It is heaven's level of supernatural power that comes down and we can't live there. If we lived there, we would burn out. So when that injection of faith comes, it is so powerful that you literally feel that you can conquer everything anything because heaven's faith comes on you and that comes on you so that the works of healings and the miraculous can happen you see nobody can bring a word of knowledge a word of wisdom 
or a tongue or interpretation of tongue without the initial gift of prophecy, the ability to hear God and speak it. Now, in the same way, it is impossible to see the manifestation of the gifts, plural, of healing or the miraculous if you don't have the injection of faith for that because you will never see something manifest if it isn't birthed in faith. Faith is the foundation of the supernatural. And then, so there's five uh, um, gifts anointing the mouth. There's three gifts involved in healing the body. So healing is really important to God. And there's one gift of discernment. And discernment is the gift to know what spirit is operating. So when you're seeing and feeling something, is this the spirit of God? Are these angels manifesting? Is this demonic? Are there demons manifesting? Or is it just the spirit of man, man trying to do something out of his own spirit, out of his own soul? So we have to understand that that the spirit of discernment discerns whether this is God or not God. And I want to say this to you, friends, that in the time that we're living in right now, we, the church of Jesus Christ, are needing great discernment. Because I want to say this. There are very few people that can discern what is God and what is not God. There are very few people that can realize that what we are encountering and what we are experiencing many times is demonic. And yet people are putting the, 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 the blame on God. There's so many people that are sick and then they say God's will be done. God's will be done whether I'll get better because you don't discern that this sickness doesn't come from God and it's not God and that you receiving it is somehow it's your portion when it's not your portion, friends. And we've got to have the discernment to say, this is not God. I'm not tolerating this. I am receiving the full promise of God and God never puts sickness on anybody. He does. How can the God, the Raphael, the God who heals you, the God that gives you the gift of the Holy Spirit to bring healing in your life and Jesus that hung on that cross saying, I take all sickness, all disease upon me so that you can be healthy. How can that God put sickness on you when he's done everything in his power to make you well? If you believe that, friends, you're believing a lie. All death, all destruction and all disease comes from Satan, comes from the devil, comes from the evil one. And therefore we have the authority to say, I'm not tolerating this. This is not my portion. And we start using our mouth to speak faith and to speak heaven's purposes. And we start using the faith gift, number one, of the Christmas gift, that is the faith within you. And number two, asking God for the injection of supernatural faith, which is the dunamis gift, to be able to walk into the fullness of that, which is our portion. So we see that the anointing of God comes on our character to anoint who we were created to be, but it empowers us to live according to the kingdom of heaven. It is a vital gift. And when we look at the three works of the Holy Spirit, we see that the living waters takes us into the fullness of our salvation, being saved body, soul, and spirit, restores us back to the covenant with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It helps us to operate in the fullness of our character gifts and the anointing and ultimately our office. And the 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 living waters of charis or grace, which is the Holy Spirit, the living waters that will flow out of you puts us directly into the living waters of heaven into a different kingdom and we've got to continue going deeper and then we see that the unction the chrisma the oil of the holy spirit is the abiding spirit within us that changes us from the inside out it will lead us into spiritual maturity it will lead us into incredible emotional and physical healing. It will deal with all those brokenness, bloodline curses, traumas, 
all the soul wounds, all the sins, all the iniquities. It will bring us into healing. And that is the work of the oil of the Holy Spirit. And that is why when somebody is sick, it says in, in James 5 verse 16, call the elders and let them pray for you. And then it goes on to say, if they have sinned, they will be, they will be forgiven. But if they are sick, they will be healed. Why? Because it is the charisma. It is the oil of the Holy Spirit that brings deep healing within us. And symbolically, when we come and we pray for people, the Bible says where two or more agree, he is there in the midst and he establishes it. And so when we anoint the, the sick with oil, and I want to say this to you, friends, it's not a special oil because Jesus didn't say use this type of oil for that type of healing because then we give power to the oil. There's no oil power that we need to use in this instance, friends. That oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. The power of healing is not in the oil. The power of healing is in the Holy Spirit. And we have to have a revelation of that. And that Holy Spirit will heal not only that which is sickness in our lives, as in physical sickness, but it will also heal emotional sickness. It will deal with the things within our soul that is, is, is um, broken and healed. And then it, it ordains us um, as a priest before the Father, that our, the door, the, the heaven is open, that we can just go and worship God at any point of time. Now, I need to talk to you about the Christmas, but I'm looking at the time and I'm seeing that I've used up my, my half an hour again. So I'm going to leave that for next week. But the Christmas is the power of God that the Bible says, wait until the Spirit comes on you. Friends, bless you. I pray that you will just have such a revelation of going deeper in God for the changes to happen within you, giving you the authority as a son to walk in the fullness of that which he's created you to be, to be transformed into your incredible glorious state. And then that you will wait and have the revelation of waiting because there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more. And we need to hunger and thirst and wait. The Bible says, ask and you shall have. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. Bless you abundantly, beautiful friends. And until we meet again, this is Kathleen De La Hunt. God bless you so much.